0: Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel.
1: Today on the Indo Daily, the FAI's latest financial own goal.
0: Twenty-three FAI Cup winners.
1: It's St Patrick's Athletic. While the Aviva Stadium was hopping for the FAI Cup final last Sunday, the actions of their chief executive have called staff to cry offside.
0: This has really annoyed the FAI staff. The SIP
1: to have issued a statement yesterday saying they're shocked and appalled by this. Jonathan Hill was the new sweeper of the post-John Delaney era, but now payments to the football boss have resulted in funding being suspended. So you have all sorts of chicanery going on, you have all sorts of, um, let's call them threats with a small t perhaps, uh, but you've all sorts of, there's an awful split at the moment and it's coming at the worst possible time. And with mixed fortunes on the pitch for the men's and women's international teams, the organisation is still in the spotlight of public opinion. In the last three and a half years, how far we've fallen is unbelievable. I mean, the performance tonight wasn't any good, but it's not been good for a long, long time. I'm Fiannon Sheehan and today on the Indo-Daily, I'm joined by Sunday Independent reporter and co-author of Champagne football, Mark Tai, to ask if anything has really changed since the departure of John Delaney. The words FAI and scandal are never far apart in the dictionary. What's happening this time?
0: Yeah, and, and this time again, I suppose it's the unfortunate area of the CEO's pay, which is uh, called the the organisation into disrepute and crisis again. So on November 1st, the FBI board learned that Sport Ireland, which is the the state body which funnels all the, the, the public money into various sporting bodies, had carried out an audit using the accountancy firm COSI to look into pay to Jonathan Hill. So he's the English man who was recruited to be the permanent replacement for John Delaney. There'd been a series of kind of interim CEOs in in the year after Delaney was finally kind of booted out of the organization in twenty nineteen. Hill came in November twenty twenty. And what's emerged is that he basically has had to make repayments of some twenty thousand euro because as part of the bailout for the FEI, which was agreed between Shane Ross when he was Minister of Sport and Roy Barrett, the new independent chair of the FEI in January 2020, there was a series of 165 recommendations. There was an em- memorandum of understanding, an MOU, they call it. And no, Article 35 of that MOU said that the, the level of remuneration for the CEO of the FEI cannot exceed that of a Secretary General of Government Department, which is about 216,000 um, in 2022. But what's emerged is that Jonathan Hill didn't move to Ireland after he took the job. Uh, instead, he was commuting, living in the Castlach Hotel during the week. when he was here, uh, obviously COVID played a part in that—the the pandemic. So that put him off moving. And then there was family issues. He, he decided he wouldn't move permanently, as was expected, and said publicly. And so um, there's some €8,500 in benefit-and-kind payments that he's had to repay to do with those allowances that were uh, paid for those kind of uh, transport and accommodation. And then something that's really, really annoyed the FBI staff and board members is that he's had to make repayments of some €12,000 to do with uh, leave not taken, so in lieu of leave not taken. so. This has really annoyed the FBI staff. to have issued a statement yesterday saying they're shocked and appalled by this. Their staff handbook says, you know, we've a use it, or, use it or lose it policy. If you don't use your leave by the first three months of the next year, it's gone. You don't get paid for it. But here we find out the CEO has been getting payments for them and who signed off on that and on the FBI board is a matter of huge contention. The board is in uproar. There's divides. You know, Paddy Bonner, Paul Cook, um, some of the football guys are really annoyed. The ind- Other independent people on the board are saying this is just a technical issue. Jerry McEnany, the president, saying a technical financial interpretation. The FBI have been fighting kind of in the background with Sport Ireland saying we haven't breached this uh, rule. But at the end of the day, Sport Ireland said, no, this policy hasn't been embedded in the organization and they've cut off state aid for the FBI. So there's been a pause or a delay or suspension in, in the FBI state funding.
1: So it, in effect, it's it's kind of the interpretation of of relocation allowances, and it's also holiday pay for holidays that you didn't take. So therefore, you're getting paid on 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 top of your regular salary. Obviously, in breach of the FAI's own uh, handbook in relation to how they treat their own how their, their own, normal their staff. staff are paid, yeah. And also in an organization that is under enormous financial scrutiny. Were we not kind of told when all the bailout happened and in the wake of all the John Delaney scandal that this would never happen again?
0: That was the idea. And that's why so many people are appalled by this. You know, and I know there's rumblings in the football community saying that Hill has to go over this. You know, there are calls for his head. uh, I don't know if people put their head above the parapet now and go public on that. Calls for directors who are on the remuneration committee, who are on the financial oversight committee. How is this approved? Who approved Jonathan Hill getting these twelve, you know, payments in lieu of leave not taken? So, and the reason I suppose we have this MOU is to stop this happening. And there are there are regular meetings with Sport Ireland um, to oversee that, make sure the FAI are implementing these policies. Like the FAI know have fought a big battle saying, you know, if you look at his remuneration over 2022 and 2023, he hasn't exceeded the secretary general pay level. So. They've been saying, you know, this is just a technical interpretation. They've kept to the letter of the law, they say, and that is just. But we've had Coasey, the guys who came in, and you know, found out that John Delaney had taken payments of some nine hundred thousand from the FAI that weren't authorized, and that's still under investigation. Um, by other powers um, the same accountants came in have looked at this and said no you're in breach of that policy it hasn't been embedded in the organisation and Sport Ireland consequently have suspended funding and Thomas Byrne the minister, junior minister for Sport I back Sport Ireland on this there, I, I, I've read the report and I accept that the FA haven't
1: implemented this and it's a matter of urgency that they do get this right now Yeah external auditors seem to be finding a lot of things uh, these days in in, in organisations in, in this country so the suspension of the funding will, will that resolve it he pays back the money or is there going to be another investigation to find out who knew what when and who signed off on it there's huge
0: anger on the FAI board and FAI staff about this we've had Roy Bard, whose background is in stockbroking who came in you know as a white knight in January 2020 and signed up to this deal with the government uh, he's gone he's out the door <laughs> he didn't let the door hit him on the way out he, like, he sent an email when we were breaking this story on Friday you know, about the, the level of the twenty thousand repayments. Um, emails are flying between directors and Roy Barrett uh, sent an email going. This is inappropriate for me to be getting these emails. I'm gone. Please take me off this uh, chain. You know, so he's out the door. The FBI are a bit rudderless, I suppose, because you know the chairman of the board is gone. There's no the meet. There is a replacement lined up. There's a whole issue about gender balance that the FBI have to have to hit a forty percent gender balance. And the reason Barrett is resigning now, he flagged this back in January. He said, I want them to help me meet the gender balance. We thought there'd be a woman coming in, but they've got a man lined up. And so there was a whole fight on Thursday. There was an extraordinary general meeting. Um, the FBI um, General Assembly failed to back the executive and Roy Barrett in uh, expanding the board from 12 to 14 of and they wanted a 7-7 split between football people and uh, independents, and two of them would, would be women, so that would bring help them, hit, help them hit that government target. And the whole reason for that is to prevent the, the government saying, if you don't hit that 40% target, there'll be a cut of up to 50% in your in your um, government support. So the back the people who are opposing that say, we want more football people on the board, keep an eye on the independents. They wanted an 8-6 eight, eight, split, they're not saying we don't want more women, they're accepting that, but they're saying, look, our, our funding was suspended anyway and you didn't tell us you know so there, there's huge recriminations about this you know who, why didn't uh, there's a lot of important people who have really impressive backgrounds Liz Joyce who was um, head of HR and Central Bank She's on a lot of these committees about remuneration and appointments. So people want her to answer questions. You know, did you know that Jonathan Hill was getting payments in lieu of not taking his leave? You know, who approved that? How is that in his contract? How does he have a separate deal than what's in the staff handbook? So this isn't going to go to bed just as the funding is turned back on.
1: It does strike one that this was an organization that went through an existential crisis and a fundamental crisis about its its continued existence only a couple of years ago. And we're back now to a lack of transparency in fighting uh, amongst the board, tensions between the board uh, and the executive. Has anybody learned anything here?
0: <laughs> it is like it is the deja. Vu. I suppose, like we're not in the area of where we were with Delaney, you know, where he had uh, an army of acolytes on the board. If you go back to the Delaney era, he was on four hundred and thirty thousand euro a year. You know, he's on double what Hill is on, effectively. Um, he, you know, he didn't want anyone having any over, so he didn't want independence on the board. So we're in a different era, you know. I suppose the, the tolerance level for any kind of um, not keeping to the rules is. So much lower, sorry, yeah. That, that any kind of discrepancy, any breach, even if it is a technical matter, there's no tolerance for any kind of messing around now. You know, with Delaney, there was all sorts of carry on going on all the time. Government had very little oversight. They had less money invested, I suppose. But as a consequence of the FBI almost going bust in 2020 and 2019, the government have put in 60 million euro in the last three years. Um, you know the annual funding was increased from 2.9 million to 5.8. There's a interest-free loan to running the Aviva. That that whole MOU expires at the end of 2023. And the big question is: Are the FBI going to get a new deal or not? You know, are, is the level of funding going to be cut in half anyway? There's a lot of negotiations to be be done with Department of Sport. Is that loan going to be repaid, or how is it going to be repaid? So it's a very sensitive time for the FBI for all this to be exploding. Um, and, and it's very infor- and at the same time know some of the good stuff that Hill has done. He's done an audit of, you know, Irish football sporting facilities and show them. That by and large, they're so crap. <laughs> you know, if if you look at the GEA, if you look at rugby, their facilities are so much better than your your average uh, football ground. And you know, he set out how we need to have um, academies for every League of Ireland team, basic levels of coaching, basic levels of facilities this is going to require a huge amount of money from the government, huge amount of investment from the FAI, huge amount of investment from, uh, you know, benefactors, and there's going to be a, a new fund to oversee that.
1: And then, you know,
0: you, you want everyone to buy into this, you know, ideal dream to, to boost Irish football to where it should be. And yet you have this squabble, petty, awful kind of acrimony about the CEO's pay and taking money in lieu of holidays. So, yeah, it's... It's, it's devastating for a lot of people who you know, want to sell the good story for Irish football, and here we have this really, really stupid
1: own goal. How has Jonathan Hill been getting on uh, in, in the, the job? Because he, he came over with, with quite a good reputation on the, on the commercial side, and have we, have we seen that manifest itself in how he's carried out his job? You know, the Irish government and the department have always been hugely supportive of football. So to have worked as closely with them as we have done is very positive and hopefully um, a sign of what we can do together moving forward.
0: Yeah, like his background was with the FA in England. You know, he was kind of credited with the team that came up with the footballs coming home ahead of Euro 96. Um, He would have had quite an Everyone said, yeah, he's got a good contacts book. I suppose they've done well. They've got Sky in with the women's team. Um, he introduced equal pay for women and uh, men, which is, you know, I think it's had a really positive effect. Uh, there's been a halo effect around the women's team that Sky have activated, as they say in commercial um, speak, that sponsorship very well. The, the, the huge gap, I suppose, has been in the, in the men's team that they haven't got a sponsor in there for them. And, you know, sometimes I've asked him about it and he said, you know, we might have news for that in the few, next few weeks. But that's there's been no one there now. What Hill has said when we've repeatedly asked him about this is that all these other sponsors we brought in, they brought in a lot of second tier sponsors, and he said the money we're getting from them, the money we're getting from the new kit deal they did with uh, Castori, they got rid of the, the Umbro deal through an Irish um, uh, brand, uh, ambassador, I suppose, off that brand. They said the money we're getting from Castori and all these second tier are actually exceed what we would have been getting from three to two two million a year. Effectively, is, has been missing. So, but. That, that's a huge gap there we're an organisation that was 60 million 65 million in debt when he took over he said we've got the debt down to about 45 million we haven't seen the 2022 accounts yet we're expecting that in the next few days and weeks now as the AGM is due in December um, so it's a mixed bag definitely from Hill you know the, the, the lack of commercial delivery is a big on goal I think again you know I think a lot of people would say they've priced the FAI out of the market, you know, that people aren't willing to pay. It's a, it is a damaged brand. They've, they've kind of sort of rebranded Football Ireland, uh, Ireland football. They've, they've changed the crest for the Irish team, you know, to try and put a bit of blue water between themselves and the old FAI. John Delaney was notorious for going to 2,500 clubs around the country every weekend. You'd see his diary, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. He might fit in 18 different club visits. Jonathan Hill doesn't do that. Yeah, um, you know, I've seen him. I'm, I'm a coach in turn your rangers. I've seen him in Bushy Park, uh, but you know, he he does live in England, and I don't think he's got into that grassroots structure, which needs a lot of reform. There's a lot of little John Delaney's out there in different parts of the country that are p- holding back their leagues, holding back amateur football, holding back the progression of of players into League of Ireland or elsewhere. And I, I think he still hasn't got under under the bonnet
1: there, unfortunately. A lot of talk this year about the increased attendances in the League of Ireland. Proof in the pudding, being the the FAI Cup final, phenomenal uh, crowd uh, attending that game between St. Patrick's Athletic and and Bohemians. Is the League of Ireland succeeding because of initiatives being taken at FAI level or in spite of? I don't think you
0: can discount the FAI's... um, role in, in improving things in the, in the League of Ireland. There's a lot of people have, um, you know, they have helped in the promotion of the game. Even with the Aviva, the, the final in the Aviva Stadium at the weekend. You know, Delaney famously would keep all the finances and the financial details from the League of Ireland team. They didn't know how much, you know, RTE was paying uh, for 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 coverage or if it was paying or. You know, he they, they wasn't even giving them a split from the the finals. So there now is a split. You know that the FBI will get a portion, and each of the teams will get a portion for the ticket sales. So that's a new thing. So that that encourages you know Bowes and St. Pat's to sell those tickets. Promoted the FBI have done a good job promoting the, a lot of those games. Like we've we've had more TV interest. Virgin Media have come on this year. There, there was a televised playoff. Between Cork City and Waterford, there for the promotion and relegation battle for League of Ireland, you know that's the first time that's been televised, and it was a great spectacle, a brilliant goal that uh, um, Waterford scored to get back in it. So I think the FAI have done a lot of good work. They've talked to clubs about their academies and so on. But you know, I, I, the, the showpiece event there on uh, at the weekend, and you have over forty three thousand. than was in the Dutch League, the Dutch Cup final. You know, Shamrock Rovers, the best supported team in the in the league, and their average attendance I think is around six six and a half thousand. Um, there's a huge lot more to do um, and unfortunately yeah, the, like stuff like this, this scandal is really taking the shine off, off uh, Irish football and it should be a, a positive story all this week.
1: Of course you could point out that next year's League of Ireland Premier Division will be the, the East Coast plus Derry and Waterford, anyway that's a, that's a row for, for a, another day. What about Jonathan Hill and the FAI's handling? of the Vera Pau situation versus the Stephen Kenny situation how would you assess both
0: like Vera Pau obviously was a much loved figure she was very prominent you know she was the the marshal for the St Patrick's Day parade she's like when the Irish teams got themselves into trouble after this brilliant win against Scotland in that playoff match you know by singing uai up the ra vera pau did an amazing interview afterwards you know kind of accepting look this is insensitive we have to learn from this taking it on the chin and she she won a lot of kudos from that but, like, bubbling away in the background, if you talk to anyone on that team um, or connected to that team, there were issues about her coaching style, um, which, you know, it, as sometimes managers only have a certain shelf life, you know, and with a group of players, it, it, they can come to the end of the road. I think you can see by the performances in the World Cup, they weren't up to the standards we hoped for. You know, we were competitive and being close, but we never really looked like scoring a lot of goals or any goals in some matches. And you can see how the team is performing with the shackles off, um, since Eileen Gleason has come in as interim manager. So I think they, I think given all the the allegations about uh, that came from America, but Vera Pau's coaching and her style and how you know players felt belittled by her, um, and you can see what some of the players have seen subsequently. I think Hill managed that well. You know, I'd be in that camp saying that Pau had to go. Really, given what the players felt um, with Kenny. It's not a good situation in that you know he's a lame duck manager at the moment it seems. So I think they're letting that drag on unnecessarily. Um, I was an advocate for Stephen to
1: get the job in the first place. I thought he deserves an opportunity. He's done really well in the League of Ireland. He's done really well in European football. But then over the period of the last three and a half years, the team's got worse and worse. The, the performances have been really, really poor. And tonight was, I think, the icing on the cake. Greece looked miles ahead of us. In in terms of looking ahead for the FAI are, do you think Jonathan Hill is going to go the way of Stephen Kenny here or uh, do you think they're going to get over this and they're just going to have to f- focus on uh, the future I
0: think Hill is in a lot of danger uh, especially with Roy Barrett exiting stage right um, you know anytime he's come in for criticism Barrett had been you know that voice and very powerful voice that tr- holds a lot of sway on the FAI board backing again backing Stephen Kelly but also backing Jonathan Hill in, in all his um, you know various outputs and so with Barrett gone um, you know the board is a different kind of area without that kind of heavy hitter there and there are a lot of people in football that would like Hill to to move on they say you know would the FA in England uh, have a, an Irish CEO who lived in Dublin you know that's been a big bugbear and I, you know Hill has swatted it away and Barrett swatted it away you know I think it's not an issue for the board but it, after this, I think, I, I can't see how he continued to stay on unless he comes out and says an apology, saying, look, this is an issue, we handled this wrong, you know, uh, I, I'm going to apologise here. You, we've got Euro 2028, 20, we're a joint host with that, with England, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland. You know, that's something he said he's very excited about, he wants to be here for that. Um, so that's four or five years away. I can't see how he continued to do that while working in London. Um, there's a lot of work to be done in Irish football and he needs to get under the bonnet so i think there does need to be a reset if he wants to continue in the job
1: what about our old friend john delaney any word from him these days
0: yeah well in the news again um you know there's a corporate enforcement authority investigation going into the going on into the fai and very much into john delaney's time in charge into a number of transactions a number of t- issues to do with the fai accounts deloitte did report the fai did not keep proper books of account that can be a, a company law offence so the last week John Delaney he, he's still fighting to keep his FAI emails secret. He doesn't want the the Gardaí working for the corporate enforcement agency to see them. He's t- he's taking a Supreme Court appeal to try and keep those emails shielded. I was talking to people last week he's regularly in contact with people in Irish football and I talked to some of them as well and I I know he's very critical of Jonathan Hill very critical of the fact that Hill lives in the same city that Delaney now lives in in London and I I think he's not even laughing into his sleeve but you know enjoying a bit of this a uh, bit of schadenfreude I suppose about how Hill has uh, you know come a cropper on, a, on an issue that Delaney faced a lot of flack over in terms of CEO remuneration
1: And my thanks to Mark Ty. I'm Fianon Sheehan, and today's episode of the Indo-Daily was produced by Garrett Mulhall, researched by Dave Hanratty and Darren Nolan, with sound by John Smith. Archive clips from RTE News, RTE Sport, Virgin Media Sport, Off the Ball, FAI TV, St. Patrick's Athletic, Bohemians, and the Irish Independent. If you enjoy the Indo-Daily, don't forget to like, follow, and leave us a review.